Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com cloud. Hey, this is Ed with the Rhythm and Shoes Band. Looking for the perfect gift this holiday season? Give the great taste of Hides of Liverpool. In a holiday time, tradition means everything, and Hides has been a Central New York tradition since 1917. Franks, Coney's, Phillies, grilled cheese, and more. There's something for everyone. Now through December 31st, with every $25 in gift cards you purchase, you'll receive a $5 bonus gift card. So stop into Hides today for lunch, for dinner, and for a bonus gift card while they last. 305 Oswego Street in Liverpool, or visit HidesofLiverpool.com. Plus, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Deezer, and anywhere else you get your podcasts on your smartphone device. Do download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Sharing all that stuff helps an awful, awful lot. You can get me all over the social media platforms. ML Sports takes nine-minute video segments uh, with me, Mike Lindsley, on TikTok, on Twitter, on YouTube, IGTV, Facebook, you name it. I am everywhere. And, of course, my Twitter handle is at Sports And Instagram, slide into the direct messages if you have a sports topic or comment on the podcast or videos as well. My Instagram is MikeLSports1979. Well, one of the things that I pride myself on here. Uh, with the ML Sports Platter and through the years doing radio uh, in Albany and Syracuse on a national level with Yahoo and, of course, the Associated Press and SB Nation is getting the best possible guests on, uh, the biggest names in sports, Bob Costas, Adrian Wojnarowski, Kel Ripken Jr., on and on it goes. And our next guest is right in that category. He had a tremendous NFL career, uh, spent a little bit of time, you know, off-season and practice squad uh, time early in his career with the Panthers and Ravens and then uh, got into it full-time with the Redskins, Cardinals, Raiders, and he spent four years with the Buffalo Bills and was a two-time Pro Bowler uh, during his career, a second-team All-Pro, played his college ball uh, at California, uh, and, of course, amassed a 470 uh, total tackle statistic, 33 sacks in his career, was everywhere, always around the ball. It is Buffalo Bills and NFL great Lorenzo Alexander. Zoe, thanks for a few minutes, pal. Loved watching you. No, I appreciate it. it was, you know, there's no better place to, to end my career in Buffalo. You know, Bill's Moss is all about family, and that's how I was treated. And so I'll be forever grateful for that city, and it will always be uh, a place I'll call uh, home. So you're, you're a linebacker, and let's say that you are a linebacker on the opposing team, and you're watching, preparing for, spying Josh Allen. What do you see right now in Josh Allen? How do you prepare for him? Where has he grown? Is is he, I mean, are, are we here? Is he legit? Is this real now? Yeah, I would definitely say it's legit. It's real. I mean, it's been a, a, uh, a maceration process really over the last three years. And he's even grown some additionally, I think, in this season as well. And so it's not like it's, he's just fresh on the scene or he just kind of came out of nowhere. It was incremental gains, I think, you know, really between those first two years and now just really having this confidence on high. It's just playing on another level. And so how do you stop a guy 
that is just playing on another level. Uh, it's it's really hard to you can't really focus on on him per se. Yes, you want to be able to rush the passer, get to him, and hit him. Uh, but at the same time, um, I think where I would always focus when we play great quarterbacks, when you think about you know the Tom Brady's, the, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, you try to dominate the other matchups and try to prevent them from uh, creating the space or the opportunity for him to succeed. And so, obviously, quarterbacks get all the get all the headlines, but uh, they're very dependent on the guys around them. So, beat their offensive lineup, take advantage of maybe a, a weakness there. And then, number two, you know, the receivers. You know, what does that core group look like? The issue that makes that so hard is, is because they have a very solid O-line. They've got guys back healthy or playing really well together. And then... <laughs> They have so many different weapons, and so it's really hard to say how do you stop them. You know, you obviously they they, they have their go to guys um, right now. I think you try to take away uh, Beasley and, and and Diggs, and then you live what what anybody else does. But those two guys right now, the way they're playing, has really allowed Josh to play on another level, and he has kind of fell into his own as far as playing real consistent and within himself and he's done a great job of uh, keeping his cool his calm uh, I, I think uh, probably early in his career maybe even a little bit earlier this season um, this kind of he gets out of himself at times and this year he's worked on getting himself back in to be able to finish the game strong and we just saw Monday night him play a, a complete game as, as far as having that, that coolness that you see Pat Mahomes or Russell Wilson have or Aaron Rodgers have when they're back there, where they almost feel like they don't get flustered. And even when they get hit, it's like, man, that ain't, that's what I'm about to hit you for a 50-yard bomb the next play. Hmm. And so it's been really cool to kind of see him develop into that uh, with his persona because we already know with his, uh, his arm talent and his ability to run um, that he's going to give guys trouble. That middle aspect is kind of that, that last piece that he is starting to refine that's going to, or that has allowed him to have six, six I think, 300-yard-plus games this year. And so how do you stop him? I say all that, how do you stop him? You beat the guys around him um, and impact him that way because it's really hard to just, you know, really focus on him too. So you have to focus on some of the other guys around him. So the word culture gets thrown around in the NFL, it seems like every other 30 seconds, right? And so the Bills went from, you know, the drought to Brandon Bean. Well, Sean McDermott, then Brandon Bean. Great drafts. You know, locker room guys like yourself, Kyle Williams, Terod Taylor. Tyrod, when he was a Bill, but now he's Terod, right? So, um, but, but, you know, all of a sudden, there's a different feel. People want to go to Buffalo. Um, Culture. How real is that word? You know, how, is is it is it a it's, big is it a big deal? Yeah. It is it's a, it's significant. I mean, it's everything. I mean, ultimately, it leads to winning, which is then attractive, and so people see the winning um, and the success. And then when you walk into the building, then you understand why why a team is winning, why a team is good, why people want to go there, um, and and it's and it, it can be different. Um, mm. in every place. You know, the culture in Buffalo is much different than the culture that you'll see in Pittsburgh or New England or Green Bay. Um, everybody has to establish their own way of of creating a winning environment. And and it has to be genuine and, and reflective of who your head coach is. And I think really what their personality is. What are their beliefs? What are their 
uh, values because if it's not, if it doesn't align with who they are and what they think I think should go, it can it can come across as uh, fraudulent in a lot of ways, and it's and and that is then it becomes harder to get guys to buy in because they're like, you don't really believe this, you don't even act like this, so why why would I do this? Um, and so that's why you see it done different ways. Different ways to skin a cat, you, you know, we can say, um, and you see different organizations thrive, but get a very different vibe if you walk into the locker room. You know, Sean is all about allowing you, allowing you to be the best version of yourself within a, within, in some, you know, um, some borders. There's some borders that you have to color between, but you, you have a lot of freedom yeah. um, to be yourself within that. And then you may go to a place like uh, New England where you feel like it's just straight work. You know, it's, you know, we show up, do football, go home, um, where the Bills is more about relations and getting to know people, serving the community. And, and, and it's, it doesn't matter how you do it as long as it leads to winning and that it's consistent. And, and, and that's what it's all about, identifying that as a head coach, um, creating that, that structure for it, and then hopefully you have some players that can be the driver of that uh, that culture that you decided you want to build your organization on and have Hopefully, some of your better players be the drivers because that's uh, it, that only speeds up the process. And so, I think that's where, where you see some of these uh, teams that have been traditionally good around the league, and then you see some of these new teams that are coming back, like the Bills, like you see with the Dolphins with Brian Flores, uh, like you see with the Tennessee Titans and Vrabel. They have great culture and identity as far as who they are, and they're implementing that day in and day out to. The, the quarterback, starting quarterback, all the way down to uh, the person working in the mailroom. You know, they all have to be in line and working together with the common the common goal. So the Bills in the beginning of the year, they were obviously thriving offensively, and the defense was kind of, hey, where did that top three defense go? Where did the top five defense go, right? And then they kind of... They lost a couple of games, they come back, and that was when, you know, Allen went from the early MVP guy, which is what we do, water cooler, right, armchair quarterback, Monday morning quarterback, the MVP guy, Bills are for real, and they lose a couple, and ah, they're not, you know, you overreact, you underreact, it's the NFL. And then they come back and win a bunch of games, did the Bills have a signature win, they beat the Rams, they beat the Raiders, you know, they beat the 49ers recently on Monday night, you talked about that statement win, but when the defense has not been that great. I've talked to a ton of people, former athletes, media people, scouts, and they're like, they miss, they miss Zoe. And <laughs> like, so I think that defense comes and goes in the league because it's an offensive league. I also, yeah. I also think that when you do miss a piece like you, not only a great player, all the intangibles, awesome tackler, leader on the field, you have to figure out a way to like maybe get a couple of guys in the draft to say, hey, if he does 50% and he does 50%, in other words, a Klein and Epinesa, or maybe Milano right. takes on 25% more and then you can kind of hide something because you're scoring 14 more points a game because your offense is there. You, you are hard, Lorenzo Alexander, to replace. Did you feel when the defense was struggling or when it still does have bad moments, can't get off the field on third down, gets you know getting lit up in, in the second half, having a bad third quarter, do you yeah. sit there and go, they miss me? Do you ever say that to no, yourself? No, no, I'm not, I'm not, okay. <laughs> not that prideful or or uh, that naive to think that it's all one guy. I mean, I, I, mean, I think you do have guys that uh, have big personalities and, and have an energy that, 
helps guys become a better version of themselves. And, and hopefully I was that because that's what my intention, my intention was when I was in that locker room, trying to encourage and build up guys to maybe play bigger than where, the, where they thought they were at. And that's, that's what leadership does, right? You identify those guys, sure. you try to talk to them and help them become better mm-hmm. and try to do, do my part as well. Um, I would agree with you in the sense that I am a unique player as far as being able to play defensive tackle, be able to play defensive end, play the joker, spinner, uh, <laughs> play off the, you know, play Mike. I could play Will. I could do a lot of things to help maybe cover up some things. Yeah. And so when now you're in a year where you don't have an offseason, um, you have COVID, and you have guys missing and coming, you have to kind of mix, do a mixed bag, even though this team was a, an elite defense. I mean, there's several guys that are no longer on that team. Not that they didn't get other guys to come in there, but it's just different energies, different guys. You know, you're missing the Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson, uh, you know, Star Lotolele, um, guys of that elk, and then you have guys that, you know, like a Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano dealing with injuries all year. It's, it's, hard, it's hard in this league to, to be good when you're healthy. And so when you have those changes in some of those guys not performing uh, up to expectations because of injury or because they can't be on the field because of COVID, you're going to have ebbs and flows. And that's why it's a team game. And, and luckily this year, the offense is the bell cow. Um, but you can see here lately, this team is starting to find its own identity and starting to get some of that swagger and that uh, uh, I don't, killer instinct. Uh, back as far as the mentality they play with and having some of that dog and ruggedness to them as far as how they treat people, especially up front. I mean, I really like the way this defensive line is really starting to establish new line of scrimmage. Um, it's allowing Tremaine Edmonds, obviously, to do his thing now that he's healthy. Big goal line stand last week. Um, and you see A.J. Klein coming out. You know, he's had a, a ton of criticism. Um, and he has, these last couple of games, obviously, he's balled out, become you know, player of the week, and his finest niche, you get Matt Milano back. And so I think this defense is going to start carrying its own weight and getting back to their expectations prior to this season um, just because they're healthy. Um, they have a lot of continuity now. Guys are figuring out who they are in their role within this game, which, let's remember, took me a while to figure out, too, because I went from playing outside linebacker and getting 12 and a half to now playing off yeah. and having this kind of like, uh, um, you know, my I guess my going back to my roots as far as having this uh, uh, multi – uh, positional role where you're playing off tackle outside, kind of how they're using age. You're trying to figure out where he fits, and he, now he's fit, figuring it out. Guys are figuring out what's expected of him. You have a, a Jerry Hughes stepping up um, and filling that void that that you can say that I left and Kyle left, and, and so that's that's what you have to do in order to be a, a, a perennial playoff team, which this organization is is uh, and, um, going through right now. Uh, and they haven't, and, and so this, I guess, this is another challenge, right? You know, it's all about okay, can we beat the teams that we're supposed to beat? Can we beat the elite teams? Can we? Can we? Can somebody in our locker room stand up when we lose uh, a guy like Kyle Williams or then uh, Lorenzo? And then in a couple of years, it'll be a different name. You know, maybe it's I don't know. I don't want to put nobody out there, but you know, maybe it's a Micah Hyde or whoever, an older player that decides to retire or a free agency takes a guy away. Mm-hmm. When you look around the league and see guys that the Green Bay's the the New Englands, uh, the Pittsburghs, they continue are able to replace those guys with new leadership. And I think that's why, you know, seeing Brandon Bean getting extended, um, getting seeing Coach being extended is instrumental because they've been able to identify young, talented players that are not only great players, but also have great character and uh, uh, leadership ability. And, and it's going to take them time. You know, I, I see 
Deion Dawkins being that guy in, in, in the future as they develop. I, obviously, Josh Allen will continue to carry that role offensively. And you'll see other guys in that scheme that uh, may not be quite there yet, but they're on the cusp of being that new leader where guys can galvanize around, be the character or be the, the carrier of the culture and the standard within the lock, lock, locker room, the driver of of what coaches established and and that that's going to help. And so I, I can't I couldn't play forever. Kyle couldn't play forever. So it's going to happen at some point. And I think it gives people room to grow. And sometimes it takes it's a process in, in growing into that role um, because it was hard for me to fill Kyle Williams shoes. I mean, hmm. 13 year, you know, all pro type of player, uh, been in the organization all those years, and, and yeah, I'm coming behind him. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm older than Kyle. Yes, I'm a little older. <laughs> so I was more ready for that, but it still yeah. was hard because if you ever heard Kyle Williams give a speech, oh. and then you have to go follow that up. Oh, it's, now I'm giving the speeches before the games. <laughs> Did you hear what Kyle Williams said? Man, I mean, he had me ready to run through walls. Yeah. I got to create that same type of atmosphere. And so even for a guy like me, that that was intimidating. And I had to finally just say, hey, I just got to do it my own way and, and get guys going. And it came across as me and not me trying to be Kyle. And so it was more well-receptive. And so oh. guys have to figure that out, you know, and because, you know, I was one of those core guys. And, and maybe guys felt like, you know, can I replace those? Do I do it the same way? How do I do it my way? And that's a process. And I think that's what it took a little bit of playing with not having an off season to kind of develop. Uh, like a Jerry Hughes finding his own voice and the way he wants to do it. Hmm. Amazing. You're such an unbelievable interview. I, I have a few more for you. I think I've already kept you past what I told you I'd have you on for um, uh, with Lorenzo Alexander, NFL, and Buffalo Bills great. Um, and you're right. I mean, with, with so many factors in the NFL, you know, getting the playoffs is hard. Winning a Super Bowl is hard. You think about quarterback, injuries, bad breaks, luck, NFL draft, front office, all that stuff that goes into it. I have a trivia question for you, Lorenzo Alexander. How many teams do you think have not won a Super Bowl yet? Out of 32, how many have not won one yet? Have not won one yet. Ballpark, man. And, Hit me with a number. You count, are you counting the, 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 the AFL? So, no, this is Super Bowl era only. Because okay, well, if I we know, go into, you know. I know the Bills don't have one for sure. Right. Right, so you so, got to take out AFL and NFL championships, which means you know you take out the Browns, you take out the Bills. This is who you yeah. know Super Bowl era. Who's won a Super Bowl? How many teams have not won one in thirty-two out of, out of thirty-two teams? Oh man, uh, I don't know. Let's say uh, let's say four. Four. Wow, you're good. Twelve. Okay. <laughs> Bills, Bills, <laughs> you're good, man. Bills, Browns, Bengals, Titans, Texans, Jags, Chargers, Vikings, Lions, Falcons, Panthers, and Cardinals. And so, with that, my question is this. If the Bills, oh my gosh, were ever to win a Super Bowl, what happens to the city of Buffalo? Ooh, it's going to be mayhem, I know that. I don't... I mean, yeah, is, is there any more Labatt Blue? Is, yeah. then it's going to be straight mayhem. Is, is Labatt Blue know. gone, Lorenzo? Does Labatt Blue... Is, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one thing about Bill's Mafia, they're not going to tear that down. They just don't have to have, have a great time. Right. And so, hopefully it's not like with, with, the, with the, the Raiders fans did back in the day when uh, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Got to save a couple tables, right? Right. It's going to be a ton of tables broken. That's, that's probably what you'll see, definitely. You know, kind of just all over the place. Uh, but it'll be it'll be mayhem, and not only in Buffalo. I mean, oh. across the country. I mean, Bill's Mafia is everywhere. It's been a huge 
build back a group here in in, in Arizona uh, where I'm at. I mean, there's you know at least three to four hundred people um, that you know are Bills Mafia through and through, and so it, it'll be mayhem everywhere. Every city would have to watch out because they would be in full effect as far as the table breaking, partying, just having a good time, and really letting people know uh, about Bills Mafia culture. Let's rip through a few to end it. Give me some guys you looked up to growing up, you know, some football idols. Did you have anybody, linebackers, or um, anybody you, you, know, you loved? Idols, you know, honestly, I didn't really have too many idols. I mean, I have guys that I really enjoyed watching play. Sure. I, mean, I love Deion Sanders and what he was able to do in the game. I just loved the guy that would tell you what he's about to do and then go go out there and ball out. I was a huge 49er fan, so, you know, watching Jerry Rice. 49ers? Growing up in Oakland, yeah. you're 49ers? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Oakland was in L.A. when oh, I was true. Up. They yeah. yeah, when I first fell in love with them, they came back in 95, and by that time it was too late. But I really didn't have any idols, guys, I was just looking up to. I mean, my idol uh, was, was my uncle Steve. I mean, he was coaching me, and mm. I wanted to be him. I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be a good father, do things like that. But it, I never really had anybody that I just followed everywhere. But those were a couple of guys that were my favorite players and wanted to go out there and, and ultimately one day be able to play and maybe impact the game like those guys did. My closest friends, my dad, uh, my second cousin, his dad, um, they've been season ticket holders. The duties out in the Buffalo, Batavia area for I think 22, 23 years my best buddies, you know, going all the way back and all the rest. I mean, Lorenzo, so many people in my circle are diehard Bills fans. I, I mean, I, I and I got a tweet. I'll tweet you out and link all the – I mean, I have – I'm sitting here. I'm, I've got Bills helmets in my man cave. I've got a Bruce Smith bobblehead. Um, when you were a part of the drought breaking and you saw what happened with the Andy Dalton play and you guys, you know, finished 9-7 and seven and all – I mean – I know it was just a playoff berth, and I know it was quick, but that that was a big deal, man. I mean, you were a part of that, right? So, like, what, yeah. did you feel that in your heart? Like, man, we these people are like, we, we just did something for these guys, for these fans, right? Yeah, I mean, because I mean, my, my, I mean, my buddies were losing, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, it, it was significant. I mean, you had people in tears around it. I mean, yeah. just, I just remember some of the video montages that I saw, <laughs> you know, getting off the plane. I, don't, I can't remember, I mean... It might have been like one o'clock in the morning. It is snowing, cold, yeah. and you you couldn't even get out of the parking lot of the airport where we were at. I mean, that's just how wow. many fans were out there, just you know, so happy and cheering us on. And Zoe, I um, hit the floor. I hit the floor in, yeah. in, in the house with my wife, who, by the way, doesn't love sports in general. She was a, <laughs> she was a Yankee fan because of Derek Jeter, duh. Um, and then stopped baseball. Doesn't watch college hoops or hockey or anything. We started dating. We've been married for four plus years, and she has become, I'm telling you, a a, a Bills. I mean, she loves the Bills. I mean, is obsessed with the Bills. Loves you. Loves Kyle Williams. Loves Josh Allen. Loves everything about it. I hit the floor, and I was in tears. And, and I'm a member of the media. I'm trying to keep it a little, you know, a little objective here. I, I lost it, man, because this team, you know, Buffalo sports, Sabres, Bills, it's such a huge part of my life in my right. childhood. I hit the floor, man. That drought breaking was a big deal. You know what? Now the channels have to pick on somebody else, damn it, you know? Yeah, yeah, and you see that. I mean, I notice that, uh, you know, as I'm an outsider now, like watching national media, I get a chance to watch it more, just the, the perception that has changed about mm-hmm. Buffalo, the, the city, the culture, the people there. And I think one of the cool things about that team that actually and that did it 
it was done with a whole bunch of blue collar, you know, glue guys. Yes. It wasn't even just like this superstar team, yep. even, you know, kind of what they have going on now. It was a whole bunch of guys that nobody really wanted coming together, you know, new head coach, young coach. Nobody thought we was going to do nothing, and we were able to overcome a lot of adversity and, and make it in that year. Okay, one minute to go. What do you hope football fans, Bills, it could be anybody, but what do you hope football fans say? I mean, across the country, fan bases of the teams you've played for. Maybe it's the Raiders, the Cardinals, the Redskins, um, Bills Mafia. What do you what do you hope they say about your career? Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is is that uh, he loved people. He cared about the community, and that it, it was always uh, bigger than the game. He was always worried about things much bigger than the game. Um, because football is one thing, but, you know, for me, it was all about using it as a vehicle to help uh, people that didn't have a voice and, and serve the communities that similar to what I came from growing up. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, the way I serve is the way I play, you know, with my heart on my chest, um, you know, loving the guys around me and did anything it took, you know, whether that was coming off the bench, you know, playing defensive tackle, playing guard, tight end, you know, you name it. And, you know, obviously special teams. Uh, just was a selfless guy, you know, on and off the field. Can you plug your charities if you'd like, you know, where people can go to help donate and all that? Is that is that something you'd like yeah. to do? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, you know, I have my foundation, the Rizzo Alexander Aces Foundation, uh, doing a lot of good work uh, predominantly in Oakland, but I've also done, done some things in Buffalo, partnered with the Bell Center doing Christmas, and um, we'll be doing some things here in uh, Phoenix as well. Cool. But next year, we primarily have something coming up where we're going to be offering a, a virtual op- entrepreneurial uh, and policy um, course to to young people where we're going to, you know, take, you know, probably 30 to 40 young people, teach them how to create and develop a business and then how they can leverage that business into creating policy changes within their community um, uh, for them. And so that's kind of like the next big thing on the docket that we're planning right now with a group out of Oakland called Hidden, Hidden Genius. And because it's virtual, we'll be able to serve a couple of different uh, communities, uh, namely Oakland, Arizona, and Buffalo. And if people want to get involved as far as donating or want to contact me for more information, they can go to LorenzoAlexander.org and and, uh, find us there. Awesome. I'll get that out of my social media platforms as well. This has been amazing. I knew it would be Buffalo Bills and NFL great Lorenzo Alexander, also doing some great things with Del Reed and the folks over at 26 Shirts. I have Del on a lot as well. Zoe, so yeah. you're you're incredible. Thank you so much. And, and in two words, go Bills. And, and uh, thank you so much for doing this. You are a a tremendous dude, and uh, really had an unbelievable career. And, and I miss you on the field, but uh, your po- your your post your post career is 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 just as successful. And uh, you know, for, from everybody in the media, all the things that you do for us, all these interviews. Thank you a million. Really mean that. I appreciate you, brother. Um, anytime, and uh, as you said, go Bills. I mean, <laughs> wow. ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Please share, download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Thanks again to Buffalo Bills great, NFL great, Lorenzo Alexander. Make sure you donate to all of his charities. The ML Sports Platter is presented by Empower Federal Credit Union, Hides of Liverpool, Bryant Stratton College, and Stanley Law Offices. Log on to stanleylawoffices.com. It's really simple. Just call Joe. And find them all over social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Stanley Law Offices is a proud ML Sports Platter title sponsor. I'm Mike Lindsley. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com slash cloud. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.